Hello and welcome along to G'day GA brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's on at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined this evening here by a very, very happy Shawnee O'Leary. Shawnee, welcome along. Thank you very much, Liam. I'm delighted to be here. Delight, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. I was looking forward to this all week as well. Wednesday, Wednesday night here in Melbourne. It's good to hear from you, Liam. I, I, the last time I heard from Liam was a text on Sunday night. Um, well done. Well deserved. That was it. Full stop. Haven't heard from Liam since. No. Uh, yeah. Did you get any text when, when, when Mullen stripped the ball in the nest? No. <laughs> no. Nothing. I was, I was too afraid to pick up the phone. I was a nervous wreck. I was roaring <laughs> and shouting in the house. And welcome along to Giggles, as you can hear. is also here. Giggles joining us from beautiful Clamel again. Giggles, how are you? Thanks, Liam. I, I saw the picture. Your your heart rate was at 134 beats per minute watching the match. That was that was sensational stuff. Yeah, well, I was so I was yeah, yeah. It was yeah. But look, let's let's get into it. Look, we're going to, on today's show. We're going to have a look back at two very enthralling other semi-finals. One was a bit more high octane, I think, the the Kilkenny Cork game, and then obviously Limerick and Waterford was still a very very good game to look back on for lots of different reasons, but probably not as as tense as the one we just went through on, on Sunday night. And Giggles has a, a special Giggles corner for us today. Surely not the power rankings. Surely we can all figure out what the, what they are after the weekend. But we might touch on it, touch on them briefly as well. So without, without further ado, let, let's just get get straight into it and uh, have a look back at Kilkenny and Cork. I'll, I'll play this one, but it won't be won't be this way for the for the Iron Final. The ball hands out the far side to Henry Shefflin. Henry has a look. Henry puts it over the ball. There's the insurance fight. Mrs. McGinnis. Kick that one out. Kick the bones out of that one, Mrs. McGinnis. Cusack is not still in now. Supposed to be about David. Get rid of the Bible, stop acting crazy. Could have done with Shefflin on Sunday. Cusack's not delaying now is probably the best part of that commentary, isn't it? It is, yeah, totally. They hate each other, don't they? Oh, tension is palpable. You might not have seen it, Giggles, because I don't know if you watch back in American Warford, like the full thing, but Don Logue and Shefflin on together is so horrible to watch on on RT. They hate each other. Well, no, Don Logue hates Shefflin more than Shefflin hates Don Logue, I reckon. Is that it, fair to it say? It does. Yeah, it does feel like that. Yeah, it does. Like the kind of, maybe it's maybe Don Logue just can't stand the crimes against fashion that Henry continues to commit. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah, I am I'm I on board that's with the that. Main thing, isn't it? <laughs> Charlie said that. Charlie said that on the latest one that he wore the weekend was the worst. Yeah, he said it. What Charlie? He said he was like. It's like he's wearing one of those old rugby tops, like an owl. It is, yeah. Oh. It's like a rugby top and a big pink stripe across the front of it. And sprout, oh like my God, the, I don't know where it comes over. Do you know what the funny and thing is? The shop Paul's Kilkenny is actually a nice shop. Like there's nice stuff in there, but I, I reckon they're doing as a joke at this stage. Look, let's make them as stupid because <laughs> it's ridiculous what they're putting on him every weekend. <laughs> he looks like a complete fucking idiot. And he's yeah, brutal he, on the analysis as well. He he could have sat in between um, Dignan and Anthony Daly the day before and uh, <laughs> yeah. Waterford Limerick game. They were cat all together. I think uh, Daly was pulled out the stand to do it because of the delay. And someone got someone got caught yeah. up in the delay. Yeah, yeah, and Dignan Dignan looked like a fellow who was literally just after milking fifty cows, like, and just yeah. put on a pair of shoes. Oh, he was 
It's great. But lads, it was something. We talked about it a bit more for Limerick, but the traffic was some was was nuts. And we went past the lad who filled the bale head in, and he was just like. But, like, I don't think tractors and bales here are meant to be on the motorway. Anyway, I don't, anyway, wasn't it a tractor, though? It was a truck while carrying it, wasn't it? It was a truck ca- carrying yeah, the bales. Because yeah. um, I, I got up Sunday morning, we got to Kenny and Sake, but I got up Sunday morning to watch Limerick Waterford without knowing the score, and I put on, on the dodgy box scan all the time. I was like, what the fuck? Why is there still coverage on? And there was a delayed half yeah. an hour, and I just thought, whatever, I'll read about why the delay was later on. Couldn't believe that was the reason. Yeah. <laughs> Are they round bales or square bales, Kegels? Square bales and they were covering the bloody motorway, but without <laughs> doubt, anyway, this weekend the the, the best of, in terms of in trying contests and semi finals was was Cork and Kilkenny. It was some game that. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, look, it was as a for a neutral, it was your best kind of game. But as a Kilkenny person or a Cork, I'm sure Sean, you were the same. Like horrible to watch that kind of a match. I hate watching yeah. Kilkenny when it's close, and especially when. T- when I was watching the giggles, you, I felt really like it was like the Kilkenny Waterford semi final in twenty seventeen, the one Waterford won an extra time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was that yeah. sorry? It was a quarter final, not semi final. Sorry, quarter was it quarter final? Yeah, Taurus. Like I felt like Kilkenny were just kind of, even though Kilkenny are up at stages in the game, and I, I watched it back again today. Like up until the fifty six fifty seven minute, like it was a draw, but I always felt Kilkenny were kind of holding on. Hold, like, they were working harder for their scores, weren't they? Yeah, and they weren't you know, as free-flowing. And I think Cork were making more mistakes which were allowing Kilkenny in the game as opposed to yeah. Kilkenny well, just... That's what it was. Me. That's why I was so uncomfortable because you knew, like, you know, going up to six points and all that and having been to pig back. But, like, it's a thing that's been happening all year with Cork. And it happened. it's happened, you know, historically with Cork teams as well as where they kind of get ahead of themselves a bit too much and they just let people back into it and you know Kilkenny and their pomp in that situation just bury teams and blow them away but like oh fuck it, it's just it, it was just it, so uncomfortable to watch it it uh, was it, just horrible Kilkenny I look back in two periods like the first 10 minutes Kilkenny kind of you know got that four point lead up and then all of a sudden drove a lot of wides then kind of came back level level point for point Cork had their pair of dominance then the second half Kilkenny up until like the 50th minute went another four points up mm. and then kind of stopped again and Cork kicked on and then kicked on even further. They went. There was kind of like nearly an eight, nine point swing in the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's two there was two very interesting things. First of all, before I get into like, I understand game plans and all that with teams and hold on to the ball and play the ball through the lines. But here in Venice last week against Tipperary, and this week Tim O'Mahony, there's a certain time when you know the game is over oh and the ball God. needs to go into rows eight. Not fucking hand pass, excuse my language, the ball out between the lines or be lackadaisical. And I was roaring at Kieran Bennett two, last week against Tip and they presented the chance for John McGrath, who should have buried it, right? Um, and this week again, Tim O'Mahony, you're like, drive the ball out, Tim, <laughs> you deserve to win, because Cork deserved to win the match like a normal time. Um, and he didn't, and he got turned over, and you were like, wow, that's Kilkenny for you. They're just never, they're, they're never beaten. They said the nine lives from the Cats. But I was interested, I just saw it on Twitter, I don't know who put it up, but Kilkenny have evolved their game plan this year to play more through the lines. It's the first time you've really seen it prominently. And there was a stat there that when Kilkenny played the ball through the lines to get up to midfield to deliver the ball in, they started winning their possession inside in the far line. It was like 60 or 70% of the time they won it. When they struck it between the 45 and the 65, or the 45 and the 21, it was down to 40%. 
and there was a load of balls they drove. Oh, All schools could finish. Yeah. Was outrageous. From their from their from the end line to the twenty one, yeah. and they had a nineteen percent um kind of ball winning rate on that. And you could see it when you talk to him about the two periods where they went up four points. They were playing the ball through the lines and they were pressurising Cork up front and Cork were playing these terrible along the ground <clears throat> passes to 50-50 players that were they were losing it and they were getting turned over. But then Kikini just for whatever reason and like Parik Welch had a great game but was probably the biggest culprit of this. Just launching balls down old school and I think Owen Murphy's puck out as well had to be called into question for me. I was going to say, like, Owen Murphy yeah. was <clears throat> he was just launching everything yeah. in. But like, like it really, frust- it really frustrated me watch that. We were, it was clear we were winning no ball or even winning the second ball off those puck outs when they started going super long. Walter one was winning nothing when he came on and they talked about the impact on the bench. Like the impact, obviously Shane Kingston is heavily weighted there, but... Um, 11 to 1 from the bench. Yeah, 11 to 1 from the bench. You know, whereas Kilkenny Walters come in the last few days and he's, he's got a goal, he's got a couple of points. He looked mm. so off the pace. It was shocking. Um, yeah, and I think, talk about extra time in a minute, but Cody, they got some matchup seriously wrong. If you look, I was hoping Tommy Walsh would pick up Jack O'Connor, which he did, and did an excellent, excellent job on Jack O'Connor, who, you know, yeah, he had that chance that he was saved for onto about, the post. For, for about 50 minutes. But then Cadigan came on fresh to put Tommy onto him and yeah. Cadigan had an initial bit of joy but then Tommy kind of snuffed him out but then yeah. it was Robin, Robin Peter to pay Paul because then Jack O'Connor all of a sudden was no longer on Kenny's paciest stickiest defender wasn't on him and then bloody Connor Delaney was the matchup for extra time I'm not joking it might as well have been me on Jack O'Connor for the, <laughs> for, the pa- for the pace Connor Delaney has yeah, yeah. it was the worst matchup and he got burned twice one was the goal yeah. and one was another point and it was game over an extra time whoever got the first goal up until the ninth minute of first half of extra time, it was a draw. Yeah, yeah. And it was. It was. It was. It was Jack oh. O'Connor out to the wing, just giving a wing. bit of freedom. That, yeah. that was yeah. it. Like they weren't going to push Tommy Wilds out in the wing after Jack O'Connor. Though. There was no way they'd put no, him out in the wing. but he was on Cadigan anyway. That was fine. But I'm yeah. just showing the match. Michael Carey, even though I thought Michael Carey was was limited. He got burnt. He, he got burnt. He, he was limited. I would have put like Mossy Keown or whoever onto him, just someone who was going to be able to stick with him. Because once he got it, he was like, that was what I was. You're worried about all along. Kenny was. You saw with Kingston too. I, I, this analysis really pissed me off. It's like the Kenny backs don't like being run at. No fucking backs like fucking four hours running yeah. at them. Like as if it's, this is some weakness for Kenny for the last twenty years. But like you bring on a fresh pacey forward like Kingston, he was like, oh my god. Just but sure, the, the Kikini backs lived with that for a lot of that game yeah, because totally. there was loads of goal chances. On or Alan Cadigan had three, three or four goal chances and should have had a goal and didn't. Jack O'Connor had a, a goal or had a goal in sight and yeah. only for um, that Mur- save Murphy's, Murphy was yeah. phenomenal. But what actually happened was you could see it every time Cork ran at them. They just converged into the centre and bottled them all up and just snuffed out those goal chances all the time. Like the goal chance or the goal that it was scored came in from the line. Wait, from the line, so yeah. like forty-five like, yard run. Yeah, I mean that it was, was still a still a very a tough freak. angle for the finish. It exactly. Was, like yeah. it odds were against them to score that. Really, like it was yeah. a fun, like it was an un- unbelievable goal. When that goal went in, it was over in my eyes because. Yeah. Kenny weren't going to do the bloody Lazarus again and come you know all of a sudden Cork to bomb or two points it was too hard there was nothing left in them they were gone and a, go- a goal in extra time and if you go yeah. back and look at history like even just look at this year when Walter got the goal against Wexford game over yeah. Kenny Wexford in extra time even same 
when Dowling got the goal against Cork. Yeah, sorry, Kenny Wexford, I meant to say. Yeah. Sorry, you're right. When Dowling got the goal against Cork two years ago, game over. A goal in extra time is like an absolute... And we said it though, and we said in the predictions though, we all thought it was going to be very, very tight. Sean, you said the extra time call, and I wrote in behind you. I, I, think, I think it could go to extra time too. I did think Kenny would shade, but when I saw the team get announced on Friday, I text, I, I rang Sean and I said, I think Kenny's going to lose now. I, I felt like yeah. I really thought, like, Mossy Kyo not starting. I was very worried about the midfield. I think Conor Fogarty actually heard quite well, to be fair to him. For what, I was going to say, I, I was, I was going to yeah. say that to you, like, I know, I was looking for what at he him, has. Geez, Liam doesn't rate this a, a lot. Like he thinks he's gone, but like he he's the aggressor in there. Like he mm. he he. he the um, field was poor. Snuffed out. Yes. Yeah. He snuffed out. I know. I think just talk. Dara Fitzgibbon was sick, but either either he way, right. he, he didn't snuffed look him right. out. Yeah, he didn't look right. Um, Fitzgibbon. But like he was still the enforcer there. He was rattling off tackles. Like he's still the Derek Ling of that midfield. I think you know. Yeah. He just brings that bit of edge to the midfield, and he's still a very mobile, agile player like for his age and, and the, the miles and the clock for him yeah but lads if you think about it and maybe it's the elephant in the room that we're not talking about but like TJ Reid was not the TJ Reid we know on oh, Sunday like, TJ's on the way one or two he's teams. on the way and there's no doubt about it though but, but I think I think I, I think a lot of people have said that but I've never seen evidence of it right yes until mm. this weekend and I think the player that typifies it was the Rob Downey Rob Downey dispossessing them TJ falling on his arse, right? I've never seen TJ fall. Like he's always usually doing the, the hitting and then Downey coming out of it and no sign of TJ running after him. So for me, that was nearly a clear sign that, that TJ might be hanging up the boots if, if you, this, if, this winter. Yeah, if you went back and looked at it though, still his influence on it and plays, he still won a lot of primary possession. He still set up a lot of chances, but it's the one where he got in and he got snuffed out. He went for that old one throw up in the bat. That was not, That's a goal last year. He, yeah, he's lost that little half a yard of pace he was never the fastest but he still had a good burst and I think yeah, he, yeah. He, he's lost that and even the ball he gave to Owen Cody he caught a great ball over Downey it was still kind of an, it wasn't the best pass to, to Cody he didn't set him up to run onto it so there was a couple of little things that he was just a few percent off and that level is a huge difference now well, one thing I'm just interested in your shining giggles and this is, is Rob Downey I thought Rob Downey had a terrible time of it for 55 minutes 56 uh, minutes. He was he was he got cleaned by, by Billy, uh, Ryan. Billy Ryan. Billy yeah. Ryan absolutely totally cleaned him. Agree. And then he was lauded for like like greatest performance of all time. Now he's in a phenomenal extra time, but he yeah. was shocking yeah. for the majority of the seventy he, minutes. Billy Ryan had him run ragged yeah. in the first half, and Billy Ryan should have had probably one four off him. Yeah, um, he got four points, I think, didn't he? Billy yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Four points, yeah. Yeah. That was a good matchup. Maybe. It was a good matchup. Yeah, it was. Well, to be fair, it was. And they pulled everyone away and left the co- left all that space down the corner. And Billy Ryan ran into it a time and time again. But you know what though? It's it's, it's nearly the mirror, or not the mirror. This, yeah, the mirror of happened up the other end with Hugh Lawler and yeah, Patrick Horgan because you put the similar like, kind of ball into Horgan, and no matter what you're Hugh Lawler, you can't really play Patrick Horgan from the front. You have to play him side by side. Horgan out in front was he's the ball in his hand at the point, and, and, and he and, was phenomenal. And Hugh Lawler is faster, like than Horgan. Yeah. It's just like the way Horgan is able to read, get onto the ball, and just flick the wrists. I mean, the f- second point he got there, he didn't even look, and he knew that if he turned, he'd get blocked down or hooked. Oh, he was phenomenal, and just popped it over. I mean, like he's been, you know, he hasn't been having a brilliant year and and the outlandish year that he's normally having. Still got fifteen points, but like the stuff he did there, five from play. The stuff, the stuff he did there in the first half, like you know. 
Jack O'Connor, Sheeran Barra, as you thought they were going to be the speedsters opening up Kilkenny and they were getting nothing. And like it was hard and keeping the, the scoreboard ticking over when Kilkenny were were on the Correct. ascendancy and, and they had those wides killed Kilkenny, I think, in the first the first twenty yeah. minutes. Uh, an, an interesting go ahead, just go for it. I was just going to say on Horgan, like I, I thought he was kind of maybe on the way in like TJ was, but then he pulls the performance out. It's, he's now only 16 points behind Joe in the overall all-time scores list. You could argue that if Cork win the All-Ireland final, he couldn't really, he couldn't really beat that in one game. Um, <laughs> but Jesus, I like from a, looking, admiring a full forward's performance in the first 45 to 50 minutes and then an extra time when he got a bit of a break again, he was fantastic. He made all the runs. He he just his accuracy was phenomenal. Barred the sixty five, probably the most important chance today. <laughs> but it, it was that kind of a game. You can I know. say he was he was amazing for ninety five percent. But you'd always find one thing with every player that they did wrong. Do you know what the funny thing is? It, it was it was kind of a self fulfilling prophecy that went to extra time. Is because once Kilkenny were in that three point margin. Like as a case where you fancy him to get a goal, even though they didn't like. He's like, we have a chance still. There's still a chance here. Twenty sixteen, and he got the goal against Walter. Yeah. at Walter. And yeah. the game, we we you beat out the gate. Again, he won the replay by a point. Again, yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. The game is over. Mark Coleman catches the ball on the seventy fourth minute. It's all over. Like you said, blah blah. blah you touched on earlier, but they got the chance and they took it. And for me, I felt like the way Adrian Mullen celebrated it. Sure, I think it's not a bit of immaturity. Like he's just scored a goal to pull him out of the depths, but he was so pumped at the full time whistle. He wasn't right. Come on, let's let's, you know, get, we have to get going here again. He was kind of like running around, like I can't believe I scored a goal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, man, like you got You're going to go. Oh, here again now. You're going to be ready to roll. And he, 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 there was rumors going around. He's he wasn't fit. And he didn't look particularly sharp on 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 the weekend. I know he still got when one two. He wasn't fit. What do you mean by that? I think he, he was nursing. He he was nursing something and coming. In, even I think in the I think, was it Dignan doing the co commentary? I can't remember who was doing the co commentary with 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 Brendan Cummins. Brendan Cummins. That in the, in the last few warm ups that um, Mullen wasn't doing the sprints before the start. He was yes, just do, yeah. He I was just doing his own thing, and I was on to one to buy a home, and he was saying yeah, Mullen wasn't one hundred percent. So. Like he still eked out one two one three, but when you take out him, John Donnelly didn't perform in the forwards. You'd argue TG wasn't up to, but like the Kenny were going to be under pressure then to get the score that they were going to need to get. When you have Richie Reid and these guys shooting on on mass, driving shock and wise, it was just like yeah. sucks the life out of a, a team for a period of time as well because they get nervous then about shooting, you know. Uh, but I think right. there's definitely a thing with Crow Park though with, with inexperienced players that they tend to get more nervous shooting for, for scores and I, I saw that in the Watford game as well with Kieran Bennett and early particularly even Stephen Bennett had the freeze mystery around this month but it's, it's the guys who play in Crow Park more often than not are a lot more comfortable and maybe it's the background of the canal end or maybe it's in Hill 16 or maybe this swirling wind that they talk about I don't know I can't have any experience of it but it does seem to unsettle players who usually you would expect just to tap it over the bar and they hit some uncharacteristic wides definitely saw that with Kilkenny because Richie Reid would be a very accurate player yeah totally and he still scored from play like you know but he had yeah. a few kind of more in his favour very bad wide yeah very bad wide. but look look, I think the thing is watching on right and I was like delighted when Kilkenny got their goal I was like pumped and all I was like I, I didn't think they were going to hang on extra time but I still was thinking no matter what we're not going to be Gullit, or we're not going to be Limerick few in this and I, we'll, we'll touch on it in our, in our other, maybe we'll do a preview next week, but no matter what, I still think Kenny and Cork, two teams that are well below Limerick, like well below. And I know Cork will ride this wave now and it's a huge boost and it was funny talking to a mother and father from Cork after 
and Shawnee, you were saying, I didn't really think about like the relief, like getting to an Ireland final has been, it's been so long since you've been in one, never mind won one. Like it's eight years since you were last in one. Like it actually is yeah. such a long time. And you even it's see the relief on the line at the end. I kind of didn't think how big it was to get over yeah. the Kenny and get to the final. I, I didn't really I think did, about it, to be honest. I think, look, and it's, it's more, it is that, getting to Northern Ireland final, but it's also beating Kilkenny. Like, it's nearly a badge of honour to beat Kilkenny in Crow Park. Like, you know, that is... Hadn't done it since like 2004. Passage, yeah, that's mm. the passageway to saying, you, you know, you're at the top table now again. You know, you're you're there challenging for titles. Like, like regardless of we're in an honour and final, it's just, I think the fact of beating Kilkenny in Crow Park, because we've been looking at their dominance for so long... You know, you just see what they bring every single time. You know, I spoke about it. I said a draw and I said that I just think that the maturity maybe is not there, that they won't get them over the line. I don't think they have the resolve to get past this Kilkenny team and and the culture that Coley creates. I think that is that is all coming out in the players now and they've been questioned because they've been so sporadic in their performances as well. They haven't been a bit consistent in the last five, four or five years, even under John Myler and things that they had big victories, but they've never backed it up, you know, so they've finally got somewhere now, you know, the under 20s and the minors are in the All-Ireland Finals as well, so there's a massive drive going on now. Um, but yeah, I think it's the fact that beating Kilkenny is, was the bigger the bigger uh, prize as well. Uh, obviously, look, it's bonus territory now, yeah. um, where we've got to this year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, think, I definitely think it's just that beating Kilkenny means so much, and it, I think a lot of counties are like that, not just Cork. Yeah, so look, I think, yeah, look, I think at, on watching it, to be honest with you, I was like, no complaints at the end of it. Kenny could have chances to, to, I reckon, to, to have won it. Didn't take them. But on the whole, I don't think as a Kenny supporter, I have too many complaints. Still fucking hate losing the Cork, don't get me wrong. And Cork fans booing TJ Reid, take him, freeze him, like, yeah, classy, classy bunch. Yeah, that's your own is back again. Yeah, right? do you know what, like, in fairness, <laughs> how bad the tip fans are, they wouldn't boo TJ, take him, freeze. I was just like, you know, fucking hell, these fucking pricks. Um, you want the silence of Dorman Park, yeah? No, I don't want the silence. No, boys, just like just shows that classy undercurrent that's in, in, in the Cork supporters. Um, the one thing, the one thing I, I did question as well is like the physicality of Mark Coleman and like Mark Coleman. I thought was next up for man of the match after um, he was excellent. Yeah, after Shane Kingston, jeez, and like for his physicality for the size of him as well. He like he threw himself around a fair bit, and he's just speed of hands and his calmness is is really really good really you know really settling for the, the half back line and it, like Tim O'Mahony Tim O'Mahony reminds me of a, a John Gardner kind of style of a hurler as well you know he's a bit classier you know he's got a classy approach about him but he's he's also mad for attacking up the field so I think like well, we've started out 6-3 and three, definitely at this stage I think yeah and they put the quieteners on Kilkenny half forward and like the Cork half back line were dominant really. Yeah, totally. they? yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I would say now, and I know it's not preview, but Jermedrick going off, he's going to like he looked like gone. he caught the hamstring fairly hard mm, after he hit that ball. He looks like he's a goner. I thought Cork were wearing, yeah, they were wearing a lot. Like Coleman went down with cramp as well. Like, like you could, see, you know, it doesn't get talked about as much when they win, but like I reckon there's a lot of recovery to do between now and the final to get a lot of those lads up to speed again like like the, that was two a tough I know but no matter what the, the three weeks and going to extra time it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's tough to get yourself back up again when there's a, you know, a hamstring they've be, they, been doing everything they can but before we move on to Giggles Corner and on to Limerick and whatever I, I, I do think Brian Cody should move on from Kilkenny I think 
Really? Yeah, I do. I think looking at the weekend and looking no matter what, Kilkenny had stuck to a certain way of playing most of the year and through the lines and evolved. But then when the kind of the, a default started going long, then when we needed to, and we obviously we got the goal at the end, right? But I don't think that was from a result of that. And some of the changes and switches, like the likes of the Conor Delaney stuff, is just like seriously, you know. I I feel he's put his faith in some lads that on merit shouldn't be there, and I think he's yeah, I think he needs to move on. I think I think Kenny in general, right? Though, are they don't have the underage talent coming through that they no, did have, perhaps. And I think, no. um, I don't think, like I think Brian Brian Cody probably decide when he wants to go himself. Yeah, hundred percent. He, I, I think they probably do need someone innovative, like maybe I would suggest Eddie Brennan to come in. I think he's probably the prime candidate. Um, I don't think any of the other ones who are being muted would have the. Level of detail and the ruthlessness. Eddie will be at Wexford next year. I, oh, I think, I think Eddie Brennan right. is. What do you think so? Yeah, I reckon, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Well, unless the Kenny job comes up, I suppose. He but won't get paid for the Kenny job. Up, that's a fair point, yeah. But he, he is the best. Oh, it's, 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 it's a fair comment. It comes into factors. Like it's, it's, a, it's a reality. But um, he is the best candidate to take over to Kenny, I, I would suggest. Uh, I do think, like, Mickey Hart had to be pushed out. I reckon Brian Cody would have to be pushed out at some point, and I don't think that'll be this year. I don't think he'll make the call to go himself. I I think he'll make the call to go himself, but I don't think he'll go this year. Like I think he should no. go, and it's no. not as if like it's. I don't with the, like I said the Kenny team. I still think is an average team. They got to an Ireland semi final. They were a puck of a ball of getting to an Ireland final. That's where they're at. Like like you know. If they had come up against a slightly different draw in Leinster, they could have got beaten by Galway and went out in a, in, you know, in a round-robin quarter-final or whatever. So uh, it's not as if I think different manager Kenny would have got a different performance, but I think they need to start... They're starting to try something different. They're on that road, but they need another push on with that bunch of players that they have. I don't think Brian Cody's the man to change that up to the, yeah. at the rate that it needs that to be. But like obviously, no complaints about Brian Cody and what he's done and what he's achieved, but he's, I think he's done a good stint now. I think it's time for him to... Yeah, I need something different because they won't win if that's the case next year. There's no way. I don't think he. I. I. I don't think he does need to go because he's not like he doesn't. Like if you look at like we we'll say the likes of, you know, any of the other teams. Like the manager is not the person training and, and implementing game plans. Paul Canark is the is the guy doing it in Limerick. All right. You know, um, in like Cordy makes every last call. Like Kenny still lush on, I tell you, he does. He he, he does. He's had different lads in his different physical maybe training. That, maybe that's, that's where but the problem is. He though, makes like, still. Yeah. It's yeah. still. He's making those last calls. It's just the reality like, of it. He's the kind of fella like you wouldn't. You know, you'd leave it up to him to make the decision. I mean, oh, the I county know. board is not going to tell him. No, going, of yeah. course not. It's up to him. It's up to him. Yeah. So it's going to be. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But look, let's. Well done to Shawnee. Congratulations, sorry Shawnee. I'm only speaking to you now about, but like, for context. You're staying up on a Sunday night, you're working Monday morning, you have a five-year-old who gets up at seven o'clock every morning, went to extra time, you're like, oh, fuck, the better win now. Lose an extra time, and it, you're going to bed, ten past three, depressed off your fucking head. You <gasps> ring your mother to say, well done, and she's saying, cheerio, cheerio, at the end. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, why did I bother ringing? And then you're just lying in bed awake till four or five, and then you have to get up at seven. Wired. And also, Henry went to bed in a bloody Cork jersey on the night before the match, say, shout for Cork now. And oh, uh, and yeah, he was a light day one, so I was just like, oh fuck, this is like awful stuff. 
So I, uh, uh, I was, yeah, so I was, I was low. I was low Monday and Tuesday. Anyway, I'm on the up now again. On the up again. All right, okay. On, on to Giggas Corner. On to, on to Giggas Corner. Well done, Shawnee. On to Giggas Corner. Right, Giggas, what have you got for us? Uh, I've got a bit of a three-way thing here going Whoa, today. Three-way. It'll be very quick, and then we'll just... But but it's all updates, right? So we'll stick with the power rankings first. We'll do a final one before the All-Ireland. I've got Leash at 10, Galway at 9, disaster year. Dublin at 8, flatter to deceive. Wexford at 7, I think they're better than Dublin. Tip at 6, Clare at 5, I think Clare are better than Tip, had a better year than Tip. Kilkenny at 4, Waterford at 3, Cork at 2, and Limerick at 1. I don't think there's much argument there, lads. You left out Galway last week, got some feedback on that, Giggles, just so you know. In your you, forgot, you forgot to call him That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, I don't think there's there's much feedback on that, Galway. No, I no. Got the worst. Agreed, agreed. I got to, after the weekend, go through my All-Star team before the All-Ireland final. A uh, lot of updates, a lot of updates after the weekend. Players going in, players coming out, so... First one was the hardest one to pick of them all, right? And just for sheer brilliance, as opposed to consistency, I've gone for Owen Murphy and goal for Kilkenny. Like, the saves from Conley, from Jack O'Connor, he was phenomenal. And I know you were giving all boys puckouts, but I, think, I don't think any other goalie could have yeah. saved some of those. Yeah, it's soft, 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 yeah. Full back line looks very different. Sean Finn is still number two. Dan Morris, yeah, I'm going to go at number three, right? Few lot dropped. I think your lawyers dropped. I think he got a bit of a skin in off, off, off Hargan. I think Connor Punty was amazing at the weekend, has had a couple of mistakes. And I think Rob Downey, as I said, was lauded, but he can't go in there either. I think Dan Morrissey is the ultimate fullback. Simple, powerful, strength, plays the easy ball. He, 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 he was a very good at the, at the weekend again. And I've gone for Niall O'Leary at four. I think he's... Uh, he was good. He's attacking cornerback. Yeah. He's very good. Good weekend. Um, Paddy Deegan didn't have a great game either at the weekend. Um, so I think that's my full back line. I'm going to stick with Tim O'Mahony at five. I kind of thought I was going to take him out, but I think in fairness to him, barred a little blip, he still oh. had a really, really, really strong little game. Blip. Little blip. Little blip, yeah. He was lucky he got away with it. Oh. I've Declan Hannon at six and I've Kyle Hayes at seven. Yeah, no American I think Dermot Burns was brilliant against Waterford, so he's very unlucky to lose out there. He may get independent on the final. In midfield, I've got Jamie Barron, who's player of the month for July, and I've got Willow Donahue, who is just the underrated. Like, Darren Donovan has one, one man in the match. He's had one good game, but I think Barron and Donahue overall so far. Half-forward line, Tony Kelly stays there. Keen Lynch stays there. I've moved Austin Gleeson out to wing forward to make room for him, pretty much, but he does play everywhere in the forwards. Stephen Bennett doesn't make it. I think Austin was one of the Waterford forwards who did his best, but I think fatigue hit him. And then a full forward line of Jack O'Connor, Seamus Flanagan at 4-14, lads. What a player. Yeah. And Owen Cody. And I think a couple of the boys who are unlucky there. I think someone, we'll get into it now in a minute, who's very underrated, who's very unlucky not to be there, is Peter Casey. I think he makes Limerick forward line tick. He's their smartest player. He's their most skillful player. He's not their fastest or most powerful. He's, if he's missing for an All-Ireland, lads, I think he is a major loss. For Limerick, and I feel sorry for him because he didn't start the 2018 final and he didn't start the 2020 final. He was he was dropped oh, for yeah. the finals with the full yeah. forward lines the way they set up. So we'll get into that in a while. But anyway, that's my All Star team before the All Ireland final. Um, and then just a last last quick thing I'll throw in here. It's an 
it's an ode to the 2008 quadruple or whatever you call them. Joe Horgan, TJ and Callanan. So Joe Canning, Patrick Horgan, TJ Reid and James Callanan all made their debut in 2008, right? Which is 13 years ago now, 14 seasons. Joe's top score of all time with 27, 486, right? So 567 total. Horgan is in third, 16 points behind Joe, 22, 485. TJ is in fourth with 26, 414. He's about 60 or 70 points back. And then Callan is down in eighth. 39 goals, way ahead on the goals. 221, he doesn't take the freeze. He took him for a few years. So he's on 338 points. And if you ever talk about a vintage year for lads making oh, their yeah. debuts, like four lads in the top 10, three of them are in the top four or five. Um, what year was it they made it? 2008. 2008. So Callan actually started the Munster final against Thiel that year. TJ came on and got five points in the other final against Waterford. <laughs> As a so started, yeah, and Joe Canning was the year he got the 212 against Ogie and Rocky inside the car. Oh, yeah, but, that's uh, right. So, Joe's retired. We were talking about TJ on the way out. Will he give it another year? He probably will have to for Kilkenny, to be honest, because they might play him in a different role. Seamus Callan, I reckon, will go this year. Patrick Horgan, I can't see going for another two or three years. I think hurling is his life. And I think he'll stay going with the Rebels as long as the legs will allow him to. And I think he proved on Sunday that he still has a couple of years left in him still. But, um, so the power rankings, no questions. The All-Stars will generate debate. I think everyone will have their own view. Tom Morrissey wasn't in there. He's a, he's a, he's a great game at the weekend. But then a quick audit to 2008. We've seen the first of the retirements from Joe. And we'll, we'll see what the other three do over the next coming years. But some 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 quadruple of players to have in the game. Unreal, yeah. Unreal. It's sad. It's kind of sad. And seeing Joe Canning going... You'd always think Joe Canning's younger nearly. And you know yeah. he is a year or two younger, but I mean, way younger. It's hard to believe that yeah. he's in that vintage as well. Because I think TJ's 34 this year. I think Corrigan is 30, he's 33, turned 34. Canning's 32. Canning's 32. And what's Callan? Callan be 30. I think he'd be the oldest of them. I'd say he's 34, 35. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, they're all similar vintage. Yeah. And they definitely have lit up Hurling in a big way and probably it's interesting TJ's one like TJ nearly was going packing it in there in 2011 wasn't going to come back in 2012 you know he nearly quickly Kenny you know I think they all had their critics like if you think Patrick Horgan was, was criticised for years and years of only being a free taker and he couldn't score from play Seamus Callan after starting in 2008 didn't start again until 2012 do you know what I mean like he was dropped he wasn't playing he didn't even come on or he came on for a minute in the 2010 at Ireland yeah. when they won it and then in 14 he was up Nominated for her of the year, and then Joe, Joe was Joe. Like he's he's just been unreal. Um, he but he's been carrying got bad Galway teams for years and years, and he got his just rewards with an All Ireland medal. So can Patrick Horgan win an All Ireland medal, lads, in Sunday week? That's the big question. That's the big question. All right, excellent giggles, Connor, as always. Now let's move on to more pain and misery and have a look back at Waterford and Limerick. Do you No, there was there was no tangle, right? It was an off the ball incident, right? And I made my feeling like we played him now twice. He didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score, 
right? Now, I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated. Yes, there's one fella, I, I'll get sent all the time. And I, I don't think it's personally fair myself. And if you look at the whole thing, I can promise you, you'll see more people giving out. But that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him. He probably did. Giggles, aside from the disaster of the bales of hay, after the first seven, eight minutes of the match, you must have been absolutely delighted with Waterford. You're like, here we go. Um, I don't think I was, no. no I, I, I was. Game, I know it might have looked like that on television, but <clears throat> I think I, I, I was I was looking at them, but what, what worried me straight away was the like four to five bad whites that they hit in that period, right? And I, I was fairly subdued for most of the match. And I gave a good few yelps out of me when Stephen Bennett hit the few big shoulders and Austin hit the sideline over the bar and all that. But, like, they, they, they were a retired team on the day. Like, I'm, I'm not making excuses. I think Limerick are awesome, right? But Waterford retired and they managed to, to levy into him. But Kieran Bennett coming up the field, taking a shot going wide. Stephen had three frees that he would score every other day, went wide. Shane got caught in possession. Please, I'm, picking, I'm not picking on the Bennett's here now, but got caught in the possession, coming out with the ball stillily. And I think setting up with the sweeper against Limerick is the lunacy, oh, right? Yeah, because I agree. I agree. no matter what happens, right, they've got the best six backs in town. Um, like four of them around the All-Star scene there, Dimmer Burns throw in fifth. And I think Dick Nash actually is very underrated. But Watford have very good forward but they don't have five forwards of the calibre that can beat the Limerick six backs okay. and I know they've got a different game plan but Jesus I just felt that for the fourth week in it they might have had to change something and I wasn't as delirious as many people might have thought it might have been after that first quarter because we probably needed to be 8-4 up not 4-3 behind because it, set, it settled very quickly after the heat went out of Warford, like that was an amazing surge, no matter what the way they started. Like, you know, it's like, geez, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. You had to start like this, and they did. But then when it stopped, hard to keep that intensity up. And like you said, don't, like, like Kenny, those few wide suck the life yeah. And then what Limerick started getting a hold of it, it was like this is, it looked very ominous early on then into that first half. And I think, yeah. case in point, playing the sweeper, and you see Desi Hutchison, who is like being the shining light for Warford up front. Just had no chance. Like a ball was coming in, and it's him against two, three Limerick backs. Different when he's playing against, you know, the lesser, lesser teams. Like he had no hope. He had no hope when the well, Premier League. Limerick, Limerick have it sussed out, right? So, and I would be worried for Cork in this regard, right? Because Cork will try and play a sweeper. They bring players back, right, to leave that space that they did for Cadigan and Horgan in the final. And Limerick do that better than anyone. But Limerick's half forward and they're so fit. They're back. And that allows the six Limerick backs to sustain their positions. So the idea with Desi Hutchinson as a one-man in there is that everyone else comes out and there's space in the two pockets and he's in there and he runs in. But Finn just stood there and Morrissey stood his position and Nashville and, and Waterford hit the ball to, to empty him in because they were expecting them to come out. Yeah. Limerick are so physically strong and every single... like They don't have any... There's no weakness. There's no weakness at the moment, is there? No. Well, there was... The thing is, though, like... There's a couple of things wrong with the way I see any and the way the Waterford approached it. Like you see how much change Barron got off of um uh, Morrissey when he went in full forward. Like he caused fierce wreck, like he should have got a goal yeah. that time. 
Gleason is I don't know is it a, a is it coming from the line or what that what he's been told to do but like he's in and he's out and he's out and he's in I don't know did you notice that at the game giggles is he yeah. you know is he, is he moving too much and the shots he was taking on goal were just ridiculous they weren't even nowhere yeah. near on like see the shots yeah that that, that was a frustrating and this is uh, I guess again you know you have to know when to take your points and when to score yeah. like when you're on your back foot on your bad side. <clears throat> With Nicky Quaid and goal on the 21 at an angle, you're not going to score a goal. Yeah. Just tap the ball, and that was the first half one. Sorry, you can give him a little bit of leeway for going for the ones in the second half when it's like you're a bit too far you out. Need a goal. You need to go in a bit further. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I, I genuinely think not make excuses for Waterford, but I think the fourth week killed him. Like it, it just it absolutely has to. It's a very high energy game. Run? It's a high energy game that they play. And, well, and like, they have the ability to do it, but not four weeks in a row. Like they're, they're, they're a lot better than Wexford at doing it. And but they got it back to 20 points to 14 then, which was six yeah. points just before the water break. And Shane Bennett hit the sideline. It was actually a grand sideline, but Peter Casey caught it. The fastest hand pass you'll ever see to Hegarty. And from then, we had no chance. It was The, the thing was wide open. Prunty had to go. Galan buried it after not getting a puck off Conor Prunty for the whole game. Um I think Caleb Lyons and Conor Prunty were probably the only two who won their battles. Yeah. I think Caleb Lyons was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think Conor Prunty was outstanding. Conor Prunty was um, brilliant. Epic. He was brilliant. But we yeah. just, like, when you looked up at, at, at different points in the game, Desi was inside and there was five different backs around. It was awful. Five. It was awful. It was awful. I felt so sorry for him. Did he had no hope. Like you, he had no hope. You, yeah, you're looking, and you're looking back and, it, and it's no need saying it now, but, like, you know, I looked tied to Burke and Yerla Daly or, or gone out at half-back line. You've had a completely nearly... I saw you from lines, but like it's a new half back line that you're playing with. Your half hour line, like without Bennett, you know, you're still you're still got gaps there. Prendergast never got going, did he? Jack, no, he didn't. And Peter Hogan didn't. And I think that's that's a kind of a, a thing about the size of like you look at the Limerick game plan, you've got Willow Dunhu and Darren Dunhu in the midfield, but you also have in midfield Gerard Hegarty and you also have Keen Lynch and you Marcy. also have Tom Marcy, right? Yeah. So they are animals. I think Don Logue actually did a good analogy for once. It's like your man from um, Jurassic Park coming out and seeing all these massive dinosaurs. And (laughs) and that's what it was like, because they're so big. There's not a minute. And I know Watford did very well on the initial 17 minutes with the hits. But after that, any time Peter Hogan or Jack got on the ball, it was like there was two or three of them on him straight away. And there was no space to hit. And what ended up happening then was Watford just had to get rid of the ball. And it was up to five Limerick backs on Desi. And... We, 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 it just didn't work um, I think Cork play a little differently they don't commit as many bodies back and don't do as much running they actually let the ball do the work more they, they do the people say they have a running game I don't think they do I think they, they, they play the ball more they do they try and get the ball to it's midfield short, and yeah, yeah. Different then, yeah. Yeah. shorter passing shorter passing out to midfield yeah. but I, I think unfortunately for this game the right was on the wall after 28 minutes yeah it was it was it was a kind of sit there and watch what happens after that from an excitement perspective in Crow Park. Um, never really saw us getting back into it at all. And he had to probably spring think, his bench earlier too, like you know he, he sprung it yeah, and, and yeah, like Montgomery and Kylie made a difference when they came on again. I, I just don't think Waterford have enough players to beat Limerick, and the question is, does anybody right? Yeah. Um, that's what we'll find out next week. So, if I like, I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe Cork will have a good chance now in the final because they've had a massive momentum. And Limerick weren't tested against Cork. I think Cork's improvement has been humongous yeah. since the last time they played Limerick. Agreed. Yeah. 
Um, they brought over. They brought over for them, right? And I think. Paid. I th- look. We'll get into that in the next, the next, the next show, lads. I don't want to talk about it here now. But I think the the Waterford, the Waterford Har- like Montgomery, like is still that. You know, he's not the class of Bennett, like you know what I mean. You does there's a big gulf between Bennett and the other two in that half hour line, like you know, you've got yeah. Bennett and Hutchinson and Gleason, you know, are the standout players in that forward line, and then you're you are you're got you, yeah, you've got fellas who are just trying to do a job for you. You know, you you yeah. you need to find another guy like that. And look, Park experience Manning's a massive probably, loss of yeah, the year. Park, like you take Park Mary, put him in there. You know, maybe Montgomery or Fagan, you know, with another year or two under a belt, will be up at that standard. But I think they're just a bit off it at the moment. But Giggs, if you're if you're to reflect, obviously, on so they've lost to Ireland final last year. Again, Ireland was amazing, and then beating Conference by Limerick. Get to an Ireland semi final this year, regardless of the four week run. We know that was tough, but beating Conference by Limerick. Have Waterford improved this year? Do you think? Have like have they made? Oh, I, think, I, I think they have made a step forward, right? So they lost. To Ireland final to Limerick by eleven points, they lost this week by eleven points. But the, the circumstances were very different. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Ty DeBarker will be back next year. That's a massive boost. He's he's worth four or five points easily. Like. I don't think I don't think Mark Manny will be back. I, I I can't see. I think he's be at that age now. He's another man who made his debut. I think in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. But I don't think he'll be back. Uh, in terms of being getting up to the pace in their running yeah. game, I think a lot of Watford's development next year will depend on whether they can keep Liam Cahill or not. Um, I think it's vital that they do. I don't think it's in their own hands because if Tip come looking if for Liam Cahill... If Sheedy goes, he's gone. Back, he's just gone. I, 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 I think it's a no-brainer, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's built an amazing game plan. He's built a hardness in Waterford. Maybe critics were saying that Derek McGrath made them a little bit soft. Now, I think that's not right either. I think it was a different approach, but he's really brought a rootlessness into it. Um, I think... They will make progress. I think they are young. Like, what's his name? Montgomery's twenty-one. Michael Kiley's twenty. They're two very good forwards to come on, and they've made they've cut their teeth this year. They don't really have any old lads who are going to retire, except for Kevin who retired Kevin this year. Yeah, imagine Kevin Bourne. Yeah. yeah. He and and it was like he just he was after I don't know what game was leash. I think he was kind of surplus to all requirements from Liam Cal's plan. So they are young. All the older guys are Stephen Bennett and Austin Leeson. They're same age as Keen Lynch, 25, 26. So they do have optimism for the future. I would say they have progressed this year. Like they beat Galway and they beat Tip. Um, I think I, I think Limerick are just fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, and look, yeah, and, and look, they're very enjoyable to watch, no matter what. Even as not as a Warford supporter in the stands on on the weekend, but. Looking on at them, they are a class outfit, and yeah, we'll talk about Shawnee's mad to keep us keep us tight for next week. Um, keep the powder dry. Keep the powder dry for next week. We have a full show to do. A full show to do next week. Yeah, but yeah, look, yeah. Analysis has started. Yeah, you, Monday you, morning. You, you love as a well, as a neutral. You never want a game to be over before half time. In this case of the weekend, you kind of see it was gone from Waterford just because, you, like, for what they had to do to to claw it back. We've seen a hurling matches leads of eight, nine, ten points. Or six points with five, six minutes to go, don't matter. But you couldn't see Waterford, given who they were playing against and given what they had gone before in the previous weeks, mount that surge to, to topple that lead. You just couldn't see it happen. So it was kind of unfortunate in that regard. Yeah, the, the biggest talking point coming out of the match, actually, lads, is either case he's sending off, yes. right? And they've appealed it, just so you know, it's gone in. It's gone in. And like, as a, as a player, as a forward, as anything, looking at the kind of innocuous crack that happened. 
nobody can even conclusively say whether it was a headbutt or whether his head went forward because he got a belt in the balls. I, I, I just feel like it's very, very... It's, it's kind of one of those ones like Beckham when he bloody clipped your man lying on the Diego. ground. Do you know what I mean? And, Diego. and Diego Simeone. And it's similar to... What's his name? Gleason. That was a flick of a hurry. That was very obvious. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here because the ref didn't see it. The linesman obviously didn't see it. It's the umpire. The two boys, the two boys who are definitely over seventy years of age, who were forty-five yards away, made the call. Right. Um. There was a lot of players between them. You talked. There was there was a, there was this one of your sketches there about an, a, a, an official trying to make a name for himself. The game was over. There was eight minutes left. He wasn't. He wasn't a hundred percent. There was a headbutt. I know. Um, but, but but no matter what, regardless of that, to get him off, it won't be disputing what's in the report or what the umpire says. It's the video evidence. I know. It's, it's the thing. Have to be, That's, there'll be a, there'll be a mass call for the Limericks fans who have iPhones who are videoing any yeah. part of that game to come forward and bring even your evidence. It'll be nearly crime line in Limerick City. Please get Peter Casey off. You but, know, um, I, I, I don't agree with, disagree with anything you said there, Giggles. The, the one counter I'll give to is being Peter Casey, when you get yourself into a situation where you go in with your head, not saying he was going to head, but or you, you put your head towards another fella at the I moment, you're, you're in dangerous territory because yeah. if there's a movement for, by you or a movement by them towards and they're coming together in heads and your head has gone in it's the motion as well regardless he didn't hurt him or do any damage to him or you know like that with what he did yeah. but he went down and there is some kind of movement it's going to, it's hard then to get out of it you know what I mean oh, no matter what I, 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 yeah. you don't want to put yourself in the position especially yeah. when you're ready the game is over and, you, and, and you're, you're final, so far like, ahead yeah you want to be a starter like, like I, yeah, I feel sorry for him they, could be, you know, they had a good chat about it was interesting Listen to Kylie. Obviously, the appeal has gone in, but they were having a real think about it, and also consulted Peter Casey about: Are, are we going to appeal this? Because him being truthful and honest about what happened as well, you know, it's not about we yeah. are, we're appealing no matter what we want to get him off. It, it was more of a real to really deliberated on whether they're actually going to appeal it or not, which is kind of kind of yeah. good to see. It kind of shows the the quality that set up, and the, yeah, yeah, the people behind that set up in Limerick as well. Oh, he did like he did like he deserves to get off because I don't think it was a hit, but it's but it's just all those motions you yeah. said, Liam. Yeah, like if he's if he's moving his head far, and that's what the referee said. He kind of made that gesture as well. I saw your head butting, and he didn't. He only hit. He actually went with the chest, and he so went chest to chest yeah. with Conor Gleeson. The thing, the, the thing is, right? It, it's so inconclusive. But if Gleeson did knock him in the balls, right? Naturally, that's you come exactly forward. Where you go, yeah, right? you come forward. Yeah, you come it. forward. Yeah, you come right. forward. Yeah. So, it, like. I, I don't know what yeah. the defence is going to be. I mean, they've got lots of very smart people and they'll be well-funded to go and challenge it anyway, that's for sure. Um, I hope he gets off, lads. I think if he doesn't, it's a massive positive for Cork, to be honest, because yeah. he's he's such an elusive player. I think he's highly underrated. He, the, the, the goal, the catch of the sideline from such a close proximity and the quick hand pass to Hegarty, yeah, that play serious. alone was, yeah, was brilliant. Serious. I don't think Limerick have a player of his quality to come in to replace him funny enough I think their bench is actually not as strong as it was last year maybe or three years ago like you're talking about Graham Mulcahy coming on who's, who's probably gone past it uh, I wonder is he another 2008 candidate yeah he'd <laughs> be, be close older enough to I'd it. Say nearly. he might even be older yeah I think Conor Boylan has got very little game time in the forwards um and after that, I don't know who you're bringing on in the forward. Like, who's going to start? Will it be? It'll probably be Graham Mulcahy if he's not starting. Yeah, it probably will be. Which, uh, which I would see is a big, 
just on current form, Graham Mulcahy's not playing that well. So yeah. um, he would be a massive loss for Limerick. Yeah, so we're going to have to wait and see how, how that one pans out in the next few days. We'll probably have that information before we do our preview podcast of the Ireland final for uh, next week. What's, what's funny, though, is for, for whatever reason, you know the rules better than I do, it's probably going to take right up until Friday night before the Ireland final. Uh, yeah, the, the appeal's gone in, so I'm not, I'm not sure when the hearing get called. You'd imagine the hearing might get called between now and... Monday or Tuesday, I think. I think it, they won't drag it out as far as that. I don't think they will. I yeah, I don't think they will. I'll, I, John, we'll try and find out before Monday if it hasn't been held. I think we have a man on the ground here who used to be in, heavily involved in the, the DRA in, in Crow Park and Jack Anderson. So he, oh, yeah, 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 he he helped yeah. set it up. And he's Limerick man. He's Limerick man. Start. He'll be making phone calls. He'll be advising him from yeah, Melbourne how to get off yeah. it. Um, but yeah, look, I'll learn the final next Sunday week. Um, yeah. Shawnee, you're obviously Joa. No matter what, we won't talk any more about a preview. But looking forward to your team being the final, no matter what, is unbelievable. Like you yeah. last year, giggles the same. Even though you were playing Limerick as well, there's just this lovely build up to it that you can just enjoy. You can enjoy watching. Shawnee says he's watched Kenny Cork three times already since the weekend. He's you know you can enjoy that match. And you can enjoy the build up. It's such a brilliant build up, even from Melbourne. I've, you know, and we've and the other thing as well and. This is just throwing more into it. It's like we have two up, two more All Ireland finals to watch before that as well. The Cork are oh, playing. They're playing. Cork are back. They're playing, they're playing the under twenty and the seventeenth of August, which is next week, and then the minor on the Wait, same. Have the same day. Sorry, sorry, you're cutting out. You're cutting I can't really hear you. Yeah, but yeah, it is. It is, Dolium. It's yeah. like. It's very exciting now. Like, I just can't wait for the game now. Just cannot wait for yeah, it. Yeah. I think what we, what, well, like this might be a bit premature, right? But what we're probably looking at over the next couple of years is Limerick, obviously, there, thereabouts, always. Cork are going to be up there. And then the rest of the, like, Tip are going to lose a few. Clare are an enigma. Kilkenny are probably going to go back a little bit, right? They're not yeah, coming through. Waterford probably be there, thereabouts again. Wexford, they don't know where they're at. Dublin are kind of still in the manufactured hurlers. Keep that for a gigas car, a gigas. Keep that for a gigas car. Liam, you better, you better back to draw for the final, let's say. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, if you want to, you're, you're going to be handing out money. Oh, that's that's right. Right. I owe Giggis a fortune. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> One last kick, maybe, Kenny. Anyway, look, last, that's it for today. Look, we, we will keep our powder dry for, for next week and we will do a preview show. We have to work on a special guest, so Giggles and Sean, we have to have a chat about that and see who we can get online to help for our preview for, for next week. So have a think about that. Giggles, you're on the grounder now. Cork, is yeah, you can get a yeah. hard in there, um, Giggles. You're in the Glen. You can tell me about the freeze, yeah. Well, I, 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 there's a rumor going around that um, Giggles is, is making a big comeback too. He, he's got what's your score the weekend, Giggles? 111, is it? I don't know, it was so much. But what I was very thankful, no, I played a junior title match, right? But you know what I was very thankful for that I had never experienced before was this water break, right? And I know people are giving out about the water break. I can tell you one thing, after 15 minutes, you get a little break there in the game. That's absolutely lovely when you're 37 years of age. Suit you down to the ground, Giggles. Yeah, yeah, breaks <laughs> to suit you. I've had to restart our outro now because Shawnee threw in the in 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 curveball there. But great, Giggles is back back on the field to play in, in Ireland. Anyway, look, right, that's it for today. We've talked enough. Back next week. Hard luck to, to Kenny and Waterford. And well, well done to Limerick and, uh, and Cork. Well done, Shawnee. Thanks, Liam. Good luck. Ha, 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 ha.